Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Yesterday we left off talking about in the garden there were the trees that were used by or were to be used by Adam and Eve uh, for food. There was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There was the tree of uh, life. And uh, they had the choice to eat the reg- the fruit of the regular trees. They had to ch- the choice of eating the fruit of the tree of life. And they also, even though were told not to, uh, had the choice. They had the willpower that was given to them to choose uh, to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, we know the end results of what Adam and Eve did. They wound up eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, there is a fourth tree that was not in the garden uh, per se as far as uh, looking at it physically. But symbolically, it was there uh, when God told them that if they did eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that they would die. And of course, we do know that Adam and Eve did not die until almost 900 to 1,000 years later from the moment that they ate of the tree. But they had actually uh, died the moment that they ate. Spiritually, they were separated from God. That was uh, what we would call spiritual death. And uh, that's why Christ came for us. Because we were, because of the sin nature, the rebellion, disobedience, of Adam and Eve uh, against God, we were separated from him. And the bridge and the gap was so wide that there was nothing and no one that could do anything about it until Christ came. Understanding this, when God mentions to them about seed time, or when he mentions seed time in chapter 8 of the book of Genesis, but when he also uh, mentions death, or that they would die, then is set into motion the principle, the principle of the law first mentioned, that where there is life, there is death, and where there is death, there is life. In other words, the seed principle, where things will grow out of whatever has died. Now, the Bible mentions uh, two words in the New Testament, the word die and the word death. Uh, when the Moses and Elijah appeared unto Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration in, Mat- in Matthew chapter uh, 17, the scripture goes on to describe a little bit about their conversation. And this is going to take us to that fourth tree that I'm talking about, uh, which is the cross. The cross is mentioned that Jesus was hung on a tree, or cursed is every man that hangeth on a tree. Now, it was not a literal tree as far as we would say uh, in that it looked like a tree. It had branches and fruit and everything. But that one uh, pole, or what we have come to know as the cross was called a tree. He hung on a tree and people that had been uh, punished and had died and they were hung on a tree, they were actually uh, called a cursed is the man. Uh, 
But anyway, uh, Jesus hung, hung on a tree for us. And there is something about the tree of, of the cross that brings us up from where we are. The scripture identifies that when Jesus hung on the cross, there was no beauty in that. Everything pointed to shame, to horror, the horror of dying, the horror of death. It, it, everything was a, a mutilation of his body. Uh, there was nothing beautiful about it, nothing that could be uh, worshipped or, 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 or adored at the moment. It was the crucifixion. But when Moses and Elijah talked to Jesus in the Mount of Transfiguration, here's uh, what it says in Matthew 17, 1. After six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brings them up into a high mountain apart and was transfigured. And the word there that is used, uh, transfigured, is the word metamorphosis. That is the same word that is used in the book of Romans in chapter 12 when it, it when it talks about our mind uh, be renewed in your mind be transformed uh, to change it uh, go from that uh, little worm into the butterfly by having the effectual work and process done of something dying and something being reborn or coming out new again when we are reborn again, the old man is dead. A new man has become alive. When the scripture talks about a new man, it's using the word kainos. It, it, it means uh, something fresh, something new. It doesn't have to do with age, meaning that, uh, okay, you know, I have a, a, a 2022 car. I'm going to buy a new car. Now that's a 2023. It's the same type of car. It's the same everything, except now it's a 2023 versus a 2022. We would call it new. But the word that we're using is not that word. It means that we're getting something that has, uh, uh, it, it may look like a car. It may drive like a car, but it now has the capabilities and the differences of not so much that it's a 2023, but it's a different kind. And that's what Jesus is. The Bible calls him the last Adam, but also calls him the second man. And everything after him is new. We are given the new birth. We are given a new relationship. We are given a new calling, a new hope, uh, eventually. Uh, there will be a new heaven and a new earth created to accommodate everything that is new in us. The faith that we have is a different faith uh, when we come to Christ. It is a gift. The righteousness that we have is a different righteousness. It is a gift. The Holy Spirit that we uh, uh, live by and are guided by and are, and are taught by uh, is very different than the spirit of the world that we were accustomed to living by. Everything becomes new. But at the cross also, we find something interesting. And that Jesus hung on the cross and his words were, If I be lifted up, 
The cross has the capacity to lift up. Lift up what? Lift us up from where we are to where God wants us to be. It lifts us up to give us a divine exchange in so many things. And that divine exchange is a process that the cross puts us through. It is a very different type of tree because we need to be on it and identified with the one that was on it for it to have its effectual work on our lives. So let's continue in Matthew. It says, And he was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his clothing was as white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And the conversation uh, that takes place when we look at the book of uh, Luke uh, concerning this was they were talking to Jesus about his decease. That means the conversation was going to be about him dying and then, of course, uh, being glorified afterwards. It says, And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Lord, is it good for us to be here? And the scripture uh, identifies that what took place or what was taking place there was that these guys, they wanted to build, or he said, you want us to make three tabernacles. They thought that Moses and Elijah were back. But of course, they were told uh, by a cloud that overshadowed them. This is my beloved son uh, in whom I am well pleased. Uh, Hear ye him. And of course, uh, we know the story. We've, we've read it before. We've heard it before. But the part that I want to concentrate on is the part where they, Elijah and Moses, are having that conversation with Jesus. And in that conversation that they're having with him, it's what they are talking about that is of great interest in that they spoke about his death. In that he was going to die. Now, Jesus made constant uh, mention that, yes, he was going to die. Yes, he was going to go to the cross. But he also made mention and talked about that afterwards he would be resurrected or he would be lifted up. And that was something that they could not comprehend or understand uh, simply because of the fact that uh, they just couldn't. But nonetheless, Jesus was going to die. It is appointed unto man to die once, and then after this uh, uh, is the judgment. But Jesus was not only going to die, he was going to taste death for every individual. He was going to taste death for us, so that when we die, we do not have to taste death. Now, that sounds contrary, but when you stop and think about it, it is one thing for the physical body to die, and one tastes the bitterness of death because of sin and the punishment that it brings, and for one to die, and one then just simply decease, meaning that you have now left this world, 
for a better place, for something. In other words, there's an expectation of, of coming back. So when we look at it in that way, then we see things different in a picture. And when the uh, Moses and Elijah talked with Jesus, they talked with him concerning his decease. And it is in that decease of his that the mention of all the glory, and of course the apostle Peter and, and, and uh, Paul, they talk about the glory that would also also uh, take place. Uh, in fact, the scripture says in the book of uh, uh, P- uh, 1 Peter and 2 Peter, what it mentions about Jesus uh, and the prophets of old prophesying concerning Jesus, they mention that he, uh, and they also look for the type of glory in which he would be manifested or that would be manifested when he would come. And the scripture says, uh, if I can find this real quick, puts it in this way. <clears throat> okay. I'll go a little bit further here. Uh, okay. I can't seem to find it real quick. Uh, Okay, here it is. This is what took place on the Mount of Transfiguration. For we have not followed cunning devices or fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. So this is talking about the event that took place on the Mount of Transfiguration. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And in Second Peter uh, 2, 18, uh, 1, 18 it says, And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto we do well to take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy came uh, not in the old times uh, by the will of man, but uh, holy men that were moved and spoke uh, by the Holy Ghost. Okay, now getting back to First Peter now. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I lost my place here. But it does say that they... Okay, went too far. Okay, here we go. Uh, no, that's not it. Well, anyway, they talk about even prophets wanted to look into uh, this this thing of 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 what was uh, glor- glorified uh, of of how he was going to be glorified. Uh, well, we've already. You know what? I just looked at the thing. I'll have to bring this up uh, tomorrow. On Monday, but I just saw that we're actually out of time. Well, join us then. I'm sorry I couldn't find the scripture quick enough, but join us then as we continue 
uh, along this line of thinking. The Lord richly and fully bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.